0: Welcome to Technically Political, your daily roundup of political news. My name is Arya, and I hope you're having a great week. This episode covers August 18th, 2021. Now keep in mind, the world of politics is always moving, so some things may have changed by the time you hear this. Now let's get right into our stories. We're going to pick right back up with the situation in Afghanistan. The final presence of American troops are all concentrated in Kabul's airport as evacuation operations continue. According to an American general, around 5,000 people have been evacuated thus far. According to the U.S. military, evacuations will continue and ramp up moving forward. This force is capable of extracting a significant amount of people on U.S. Air Force aircraft. Right now we're averaging about 20 sorties of C-17s every 24 hours. We have the capability to significantly increase that throughput as the Department of State makes evacuees available. Despite the fact that evacuations are still underway, getting to the airport is now the hard part for all of this. Reports are circulating that the Taliban, who are currently patrolling the entire surrounding area near the airport, are blocking individuals from leaving. The U.S. Embassy put out a warning that it could not ensure safe passage for Americans to the airport which is a stark contrast to the rhetoric from the White House. Despite President Biden is still holding strong by his decision to withdraw in the way he did, international criticism is growing. Now the whole world saw American disgrace and failure and how US diplomats and staff are rushing around Kabul airport, while all US allies saw pathetic excuses from Biden and Blinken. That was from a Kremlin-controlled media outlet in Russia. Other countries like China are wasting no time in taking advantage of the American absence. China claims it is maintaining a line of communication with the Taliban. Just last month, China had one of their officials meet with the co-founder of the Taliban, showing their willingness to recognize diplomacy with the group. The situation will continue to evolve both domestically and internationally in the days and weeks to come. Now we're going to take a look at COVID as many schools start back up. Several Republican governors across the nation are using executive orders or even laws to block local officials and school districts from mandating masks. This is despite the CDC recommendation that all students from kindergarten through 12th grade wear masks while attending school in person. On August 18th, President Biden announced that he would direct the Department of Education to use legal measures against the restrictions put in place by Republican governors. You know, we're not going to sit by as governors try to block and intimidate educators protecting our children. President Biden also announced that all nursing homes across the nation will be mandated to require their employees to be vaccinated or they could lose their Medicare and Medicaid funding. This affects more than 1.3 million employees of which only 60% are currently fully vaccinated according to the CDC. In further vaccine news, the Biden administration announced that starting next month, booster shots for COVID-19 will be offered and recommended to all Americans who have been vaccinated for at least eight months. This decision has sparked criticism worldwide, as many of the poorest nations in the world are still in the single digits percentage-wise on vaccinations. An official from the World Health Organization disapproved of this measure and said this move would be like, quote, planning to hand out extra life jackets to people who already have life jackets while we're leaving other people to drown without a single life jacket. U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murphy responded by saying that he does not agree that there is a choice between helping America and helping the rest of the world. He claims that the Biden administration sees the responsibility to both. This comes just after the U.S. sent a large batch of vaccine doses abroad earlier this week. At this point, the U.S. has shipped nearly 115 million doses abroad, which, according to a White House official, is more than every other nation in the world combined. To end our episode today, we're going to very briefly talk about two stories that we'll likely hear more about over the coming days. The White House announced Wednesday that President Biden has invited Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett to D.C. next week. Topics on the table for discussion include Iran, as well as Palestinian-Israeli relations. This will be the first meeting between the fairly new Israeli Prime Minister and President Biden. And for our final story, the Biden administration proposed a change to the asylum case system on the U.S.-Mexico border. The current system operates where asylum claims are sent to the US immigration court system, which has a massive backlog of 1.3 million cases. The proposal would aim to make it where asylum officers from the Department of Homeland Security would handle the cases, making the system move faster in determining who has a legitimate asylum case. The proposal is not yet in effect, and it will have to go through a phase of public comment before it is a full policy. And that's our episode. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you learned anything or enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to leave a rating and subscribe so you don't miss any content. I would greatly appreciate it. Just like before, if you want to learn more about any of our stories from today, you can view the episode's description for some trusted sources you can go to. Thanks again so much for sticking around, and we'll see you next time.